Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. So one of the things that uh, I have been no, uh, watching, and, and it's, uh, I don't understand the mindset. I don't understand what the people must be thinking when they do this thing, which is tearing down the kidnapped posters, right? The, the, the signs that have been going up onto walls and such in public places of the uh, those who have been kidnapped by Hamas from Israel, taken back into Gaza. And then there are people that walk around and tear the posters down. And they're just posters of, you know, children of, you know, the 200 plus people. And it's calling for the hostages to be released. That's all it is. It's a it's a an outward show of solidarity. It's a call for Hamas to release hostages. Why would you take why would you take them down? If you are calling for a ceasefire, then you should be calling for Hamas to release the hostages because that's a really good way to get the Israelis to stop bombing you, right? If you really do care about Palestinian lives. Which, of course, Hamas does not. They've made it very clear. I went over this yesterday. They are a martyr society. Multiple generations now raised with the idea that their sole purpose here is to kill Jews and die doing so and go to heaven. That's what It's a death cult. So I came across this story, uh, this write-up. It was from, uh, what, two days ago by a person named... Talia Jane, and it was published at DailyDot.com. The Daily Dot, I, I, I don't know. I believe, well, I'm pretty sure it's a leftist publication. And I'm pretty sure Talia, actually, um, yeah, she's an Antifa activist. So it's not even a matter of being pretty sure she's like leftist moonbat, but she's, a, she's an Antifa activist. Okay. Or Antifa, however you want to say it. Um, and so here's the, uh, here's the headline on her piece, which I had not even considered this before. But I'm just a naive babe in the woods here on this stuff. So how would I know? Why would I even think in these terms? Here's the headline. Are posters of Israeli hostages drawing awareness or baiting pro-Palestinians into getting canceled when they tear them down? Uh, why does it have to be both? Uh, why, why, why does it have to be either? Can it be both? It, it can be both. Why can't it be both? Like, that's just gravy. Oh, look, you're canceled now in this society. And now we're hearing, oh, you shouldn't cancel these kids because they're tearing down kidnapped posters. That's wrong. Oh, but you should cancel people for mispronouncing somebody, misgendering somebody. That That's a cancelable offense. The same crowd that told us words are violence and silence is violence and Actual violence occurring right now on campuses where they're like surrounding people 
that are Jewish on it just happened today. This morning, I saw a video of a guy walking around on campus at Harvard, I believe, and he's got a mob of these pro-Palestinian nutballs, and they are swarming around him, not letting him move, not letting him walk. They're tra- they, they, they start walking up behind him, and they just they go all around him, and then they just like lock him in, and so he can't he can't move. I believe that's technically kidnapping. So put a poster up. Oh no, it got torn down. So here is this claptrap from Talia, Talia Jane, or Talia, Talia, whatever. The posters themselves were created and originally distributed innocuously enough. Each includes bold white letters over a thick red band that reads kidnapped over the image, name, and age of some of the more than 200 people believed to be held hostage by Hamas following their October 7th attack. By the way, she always calls it an attack, a Hamas attack. She never describes atrocities. She never mentions the word, you know, rape, beheading, burned alive, anything like that. None of the atrocities, none of the details. It's always just an October 7th attack on Israel that left the world stunned and over 1,400 people dead. And that is the that is the sanitized version of it. I said at the very beginning of all of this, this is the way they're going to start always reporting it. They're going to sanitize it so it's always just 1,400 people dead from the attack. And the more you see it, the more you hear it, the less sensitive you are to it that's why i give the details because it's not simply 1400 people dead it's not simply that the these attacks lasted like eight nine hours in some cases these people were tortured tortured to death by hamas created days after the attack and originally shared as a dropbox link Demand to download these posters made the files practically inaccessible. So that prompted the creation of a website. It's called kidnappedfromisrael.com. And you can go to that website and you can get these posters and you can hang them up. And then you can just like hang out near your posters, have your cell phone ready and start recording when the next, you know, pro peace person comes up and rips down the posters. These are all Marxists. And, and Islamists that are ripping them down, too. That, that's who's doing it. Usually they've got, you know, some crazy color hair or they're wearing a, uh, uh, what do they call them? Kefia, kefia, whatever, the, the, like the scarf around the face. Or they're doing like the, uh, you know, N95 face masks because they're really, really concerned about COVID and getting identified. The poster's creator goes by the name Dede Band-Aid. I'm not kidding. D-E-D-E. All one word. Dede. Band-Aid. All one word. I don't know. Or maybe it's Bendaid. I, I don't know. But he said it was a humanitarian thing. He says the aim was just to advocate for the hostages' return home. He abstains from any call to action beyond sharing the images. He said, quote, we all want peace. We want good neighbors. No one wants bad neighbors. But in lieu of peace and neighborliness, Band-Aid's posters have added fuel to the culture war over the war in Israel. Okay, wait a minute. Fuel to the culture war over the war in Israel. Can't we just say over the war in Israel? Isn't that what it's an actual war? Like, I don't think it's just it's not culture war. It's it's literally war. That's what we're seeing. 
And this, they say, is due to a Twitter account called Stop Antisemitism. In the weeks since they were created, the posters have expanded to billboards, LED signs on trucks, and projections on buildings. And they have shifted from an advocacy project to a polarizing symbol that has turned neighbors against each other and incited widespread harassment. Hey, what do you think the attacks on Hamas did? Or the, yeah, what, or the, uh, from Hamas. What do you think that did to Jews? Do you think that created widespread harassment of Jews? Now, here's, here's my favorite journalistic crutch. Some are wondering, that means she's wondering. That means the reporter, this Antifa activist reporter, Talia Jane, that means she thinks this. Now, some are wondering if the posters are being strategically placed to entrap those who tear them down, many of whom support the Palestinian people. Oh, there you go. That's it. Those clever Jews. Oh, they set the trap for us. Didn't even see it coming. Dang it. Oh, they're so sneaky. They hang up the posters and I just can't help myself. Must tear down picture of Jewish person. And they knew I would do that. They knew I wouldn't be able to abstain. Gah! These people, they pretend they possess no agency. Like, this is, your, this is the Rousseau noble savages thing. Like, oh, you know, what can I say? Uh, I mean, if you're going to just incite violence for me, I mean, you can't be surprised when I get all violent. And, you know, inciting violence in this case is, you know, you breathing. Gah! I can't believe it. You know? Mm, so mad. They got a quote here. Jewish anti-apartheid activist Raphael Shimonov. Shimonov. Um, he says, quote, that's their whole thing. It's j- talking about this, this Twitter account, anti-Semitism. Uh, that's, that's their name. Stop anti-Semitism. And he says, that's their whole thing. It's just an upgrade from Canary Mission, which I read to you from the other day, which creates dossiers basically on the anti-Semites and powerful positions, um, was an upgrade from Israeli Cool. I guess that was the first iteration of it. Two other websites known to Palestinian liberation activists as function, uh, that function as blacklists, basically. That includes a smattering of actual anti-Semites, neo-Nazis, and white supremacists to run cover for anti-Palestinian denigration. She describes him as a Palestinian liberation activist. It's basically a grift, he says, to equate criticism of Israel with anti-Semitism. I've heard this argument as well. You have too. I'm just criticizing the government of Israel, right? I'm not criticizing the Jews. I'm just criticizing the place that they set up in order to protect themselves from being slaughtered by, like, every society in world history ever, right? That's why they exist there. Oh, and by the way... The, the reason why the Palestinians had to flee and the Jews took their land and all that is because they had, the Palestinians attacked them. They attacked the Jews. The, the day that Israel was like, yes, our own country, and the Palestinians, along with all the other Arab countries, were like, oh, no, you don't. And they tried to wipe them out. And then they got their asses kicked. I'm sorry if that's sad to hear, but this is like the, this is the inferiority complex that the Middle East has been dealing with ever since. Got a message here on Twitter. From the Hellion, he says, those idiots want to tear down those posters and then run to their other Marxist friends and brag and giggle about doing it. Clout status thing for them. That's a good, yeah, that's a good theory. 
that they're like, oh, look at us. We're so rebellious. Because when confronted in all the videos that I have seen over the last week or so of all the people that get confronted, none of them ever have a good explanation. It, it usually ends up being something like, like the one guy in New York, in Queens, that got confronted by those New Yorkers, none of whom were Jews, by the way. Uh, but um, they, he, he was like, it, it, it's not real. They refuse to believe that there are 200-plus hostages taken. Um, back to this uh, Antifa activist, uh, Talia Jane, I think is her name, at uh, DailyDot.com. As Israeli bombardment increases, so too have ceasefire and free Palestine protests in New York City, nearly all of which have been met with pro-Israel counter-protests. Many counter-protesters have carried these kidnap posters or signs uh, from the conservative-crafted, quote, end Jew hatred campaign. Some counter-protesters have espoused genocidal rhetoric, such as kill all Palestinians or flatten Gaza. I am shocked. Wait a minute. Are you saying, I want to be clear, you're saying that at a, at a protest and slash counter-protest, that people are calling for the eradication of an entire group of people? At a Palestinian protest? Really? I've never heard such language at a Palestinian protest. I mean, yeah, because the Palestinians supporters, they never chant anything against getting rid of the Jews. Like, that never happens. She then goes on to lament that the Jews are uh, engaging in uh, public activism here. They're trying to win uh, hearts and minds, as it were. Right? They're engaging in a campaign. And that's not right. Because that's what the Palestinian de- uh, defenders and supporters do. See, and it's not right if the if the Jews get to do it too. Right? It's not you're, that's not allowed. People who have been identified and online observers alike have begun speculating. So, in other words, she speculates that the posters have become a form of bait. They believe yeah, it's a bait for stupid people. Like that's who takes the bait. If you are a stupid person, then you. Yes, are going to get you're going to get caught. They believe that people put up the posters with the intention of catching others, taking them down and filming them in some cases, then passing the footage off to these uh, these websites or Twitter accounts, uh, which for some uh, depicted has unleashed a firestorm of harassment. Man, I can only imagine the kind of harassment one would get in the wake of that. Probably pretty bad. Probably like being a Jew in southern Israel on October 7th. Maybe something like that. Speaking on condition of anonymity, David, I guess a fake name, who was uh, got identified by Stop Anti-Semitism after video surfaced of him removing kidnapped posters. And he says that the circumstances were, quote, like a trap. <laughs> oh, really? David, you're a moron. Uh, that's... You're a moron. If it was like a trap, then why did you do it? Right? What was the explanation? Another one says it's like they're trying to force you to focus only on these people and not on the thousands being slaughtered in Gaza. Yeah, almost as if. As if they're trying to, you know, give people more information about a group of people that are being victimized right now. 
You are free to do your campaign for the Palestinian people that are victimized. These people are doing their campaign. But you got to tear theirs down. And now you're mad that people have identified you and that there are repercussions for you falling into the moron trap. Okay. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? I got this message from uh, Walketeer on Twitter. It's a Pete tweet. Walketeer says, Pete, this poster thing is like, say their names, except it's say their names unless they're Jews. Just like October 7th was, you know, believe all women unless they're Jews, because apparently those rapes don't count, right? Yeah, what, what of the say her name, say their name, what of those campaigns, right? This piece at Daily Dot by Talia Jane, where she's quoting people who are these pro-Palestinian people or the uh, these Marxists who have gone around and ripped down the posters showing the images of the kidnapped, the hostages. And it says, you know, bring them home or something. And uh, these people that go around and then they get their they get caught on video and uh, then they get, quote, canceled. You know, like, then people want them fired from their jobs, uh, kicked out of schools and stuff. And like, oh, my gosh, it's, now they're saying it's a trap. See, it's all a conspiracy. It's a Jewish conspiracy that made me pull the poster off the wall. Right. It's just a it's a poster of a child that is missing, that is kidnapped, has been taken to Gaza. And all it is is raising awareness that there are hostages being held by Hamas. And this is seen as a trap. And it is a it is a trap. It's a it's a, a Jewish conspiracy so devious, so devious that they had no choice but to do the thing they wanted to do, which was to rip down posters of missing babies. You made me do this. Others believe there's another journalistic crutch. Others believe that the posters are being used for purposes other than simply drawing awareness to the plight of the hostages or even identifying people who tear them down. Oh, so there's a so besides that trap, what else is going on? Well, some say I knew from my friends that these posters are being put up to stoke Islamophobia. There you go. There you go. It's it's really about it's really about the Muslims. <laughs> That's the deal. That's the reason why they're the posters are up. It's it's in order to make people hate Muslims, don't you see? Um and to manufacture consent for the bombing of Gaza the same way the victims of 9-11 were used to manufacture consent for bombing Iraqis. Well, I thought that was the WMD argument. The Afghanistan thing, that that was over the 9-11 victims and what we all witnessed. It's almost like this, oh my gosh, I can't believe like this terrible thing happened. I mean, the real question is, you know, how do we stop Islamophobia? <laughs> right? It's the same, same argument. 
This one came from a person identified as Sarah, who said, you could actually be trying to find them like you say you are, and instead you're trying to manufacture consent to bomb the location that they're at. Um, Again, I point out, Hamas's leader just said yesterday on TV that they will continue to do more October 7th. There are more to come. That's what they keep promising. Um, once again, the pro-Palestine liberation guy, Raphael Shimonov, he says, I think people are looking at the fact that they are so one-sided about these missing people. <laughs> You're not providing context. <laughs> There's, these people are, they are amazingly detached. There's no call to action. You look and your fear is heightened because you think someone is missing from your neighborhood. And then you see these beautiful pictures of beautiful people and they are in harm and in danger, but they're in another country. There's nothing you can do to help them. So the only thing you leave with is this one-sided anger. And maybe now you're more primed to oppose a ceasefire. Maybe now you're uh, more primed to support more vilification of Palestinians. I'm curious, does that go for the chance, the river to the sea, from the river to the sea, Palestine shall be free of Jews, right? Is that, is that the same? I mean, you're not giving a lot of context in your chanting, guys, um, and apparently without the, without the context, uh, then it may prime people to, uh, uh, to more vilification of Jews, right? I'm just using your logic, your standard here, right? Your rules, just following your rules. Shimonov says that ignoring uh, the way that the posters are being used is effectively a form of endorsing or at least accepting the repercussions, irrespective of anyone's original intentions. Does that work in the other direction? Does it go both ways there or is it only one direction there? Oh, and by the way, you know, the intentions, right? That doesn't matter, does it? Right? It, why would the intentions matter? You're tearing down somebody else's poster. They put it up for whatever reason they wanted to post the poster. But don't worry. Don't worry. The dual standards and completely contradictory uh, uh, thinking here is about, to, is about to get cranked up to 11. Sarah, who was filmed removing some kidnapped posters, said, quote, If these posters had said something about a ceasefire or about discouraging Israeli aggression to safely get the hostages back, I would not have taken them down. I would have been a champion of them. So just to be clear, right, if if the posters agreed with her position, then she would feel no need to take them down. That's a completely shocking development here, right? But it's something that she does not agree with, so therefore she has to take it down. This is silencing. This is censorship. This is removing speech that you don't want from the public space because you don't want other people to be exposed to that idea, which, by the way, is indicative that your ideas suck. Okay, like that's what that proves is that you can't argue in defense of your position. So you don't want people to be exposed to this other position. Over the weekend, the Daily Dot was provided with images of posters mimicking the kidnapped format. So now now the pro-Palestinian side has created a, a poster that looks like the kidnapped posters. But these feature images of Palestinians, including their names and ages and the title, instead of it saying kidnapped, it says murdered by Israel. So I assume we can tear your posters down. 
Right? Same reason. For the same reasons that, you know, some say the kidnap posters are triggering to you. Uh, Your rule is that you can tear them down. So our rule is that we can tear yours down, too. Is that the idea? By the way, in case you're curious, not mentioned in any of this very lengthy piece. I've only given you a couple of the highlights. The very lengthy piece not mentioned anywhere. Any mention of the atrocities committed on October 7th. None of the war crimes at all. And they're all militants, no terrorists. No word terrorist was used in the making of this article. Which got me thinking. The terrorist word, right? They're not called terrorists. We're, we're calling them all militants. That's the idea here. So they're terrorists that you might say identify as militants. In which case then I think maybe transitants? Transitants? Or would you go transists? Not sure. Not sure. We'll work on the branding, though. But if they're just if they're terrorists that identify as militants, then we have to call them by you know their transitants. I'm thinking. We might. Why not create a new word, right? Because militants is going to be politicized, quote unquote, as well. Because once again, the word is not at fault. It's what these people do, and that's the problem, right? That's the thing that is repugnant, and so the term militant is going to then be politicized because it's going to take on the characteristics of what the word terrorist was describing and now militant is describing. It's the actions of the person. Uh, Let's head on over and test out. Look at this on the second phone line right here. Josh, welcome to the program. It's a miracle. It is a miracle. Two phone lines working now. This is amazing. Uh, I just uh, wanted to say, uh, one quick thing, you know, it's everything going on now, and what Christopher Ray was uh, referencing to yesterday about heightened, um, you know, possible terror attacks on American soil. Mm. Uh, what's it going to take for these uh, anti-Semitism uh, remarks and all like that? If it happens on our soil, are they still going to be siding with Hamas? Or I think they're going to side against the West. I think there's a, they're, they're going to side against the colonizers. They'll side against... Um, whatever the the non-Marxist oppressed caricature um, in whatever uh, dynamic they're looking at. I think that's who they're going to go for. Now, obviously, it's going to depend on what kind of attack. I think we are probably going to see attacks in America probably soon. I but I, I have no idea, but I expect it. I, I don't know how it'll manifest, um, and I don't know who will be targeted, how bad it'll be. But I do suspect that um, there will be a, a not small portion of the public that's going to go ahead and say, well, we, ha- we deserved it. We were, we were backing Israel or we deserved it because of Iraq or whatever. They, they will find a way to make us the perpetrator. And it's a sad shame. You know, if you're from America, you bleed red, white, and blue. And, yeah, it, it, it's just a sad day in, in America today. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why this is why this is a uh, this is a defining moment. It's a moment of clarity. You know, we're we're getting we're getting some really good insight into where people stand on stuff. And um, it, yeah, I believe we are at a time for choosing. That's why I said from the very beginning, man. I was like, I got moral clarity on what I saw on October seventh. Like, there's there there isn't anything that that you can say at this point to convince me that there is one side that is perpetrating evil and one side that is not because that what what i saw what i have seen what they did on on october 7th there there's 
there's nothing that would explain that except an evil death cult. That's it. So definitely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, Pete. Yeah, man. I right, appreciate the call, Josh. Uh, look at me bouncing over to line number one now, and this is Ed. Hello, Ed. Wait, Ed's not there? Well, that's weird. Because if Ed's not there, that means, oh, we haven't been able to get any other lines on. So let me drop that line. Let me pull this one and drop that line. And now the lines will be open again. So now maybe, okay. We're still working out the kinks here, people. The Israeli military, by the way, confirmed today that nine more soldiers were killed in fighting in northern Gaza, bringing the total of military casualties since the start of the ground operation to 11. Brigadier General Daniel Hagari said that uh, an underground Hamas installation beneath a targeted building collapsed, toppling other nearby buildings. Uh, Spokesman for the IDF uh, said later that the main strike had hit between buildings. He said, quote, we don't intend for the ground to collapse, but the issue is that Hamas built their tunnels there and that they're running their operations from there. The commander that was killed in that strike, Ibrahim Biari, played an important role in the October 7th attack and uh, had been involved in anti-Israeli attacks going back decades. Also on Tuesday, the Israeli military said ground troops took control of a Hamas military stronghold in West Jabalaya, 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 I think that's how they pronounce it, killing 50, don't call them terrorists, transients, transitants, trans, yeah, okay, they're, they're terrorists that identify as militants. Well, they did. They're dead now. Hamas spokesman Hazem Qassam denied the military's claim, saying Baghdad is completely safe and not under U.S. occupation. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. No, that's the wrong. Sorry. He said it, it was that it was just trying, that Israel's just trying to justify its heinous crime against civilians. Again, I point this out. If you build your war operations underneath the civilian population, then you're actually to blame after you launch a war against an enemy and the enemy comes for you and you're hiding underneath the civilians, you are responsible. Sort of like if I took uh, I took a baby and I took a bunch of duct tape and I duct taped that baby to my chest. And then I started running around shooting people, right? And the only way like that you can save, I come across you and you've got your family and I'm about to murder your whole family and you start shooting at me and you end up hitting that baby that I got duct taped to my chest. That's on me. That's not on you. That's on me. Because I did that. More than 8,500 Palestinians have been killed in the war, mostly women and minors, the Gaza Health Ministry said Tuesday. But, of course, that's Hamas, so you can't really trust them because, you know, terrorists and all. Um, Over 1,400 people have died on the Israeli side. That's all. They just just died, according to the, uh, uh, the Associated Press. Mostly women and minors. That was from Hamas's initial attack. Once again, note how they describe it. They're sanitizing. All right, up next, we're going to shift gears completely, go a little bit local, and we're going to talk about dogs. 